at Mizuho. Dan, always good to have you here to talk square. Can this earnings turn the trend around from the last couple months? Hey, Odor. Uh, always great being here. Look, 100%. This, this, really, this earnings shows you that Square is not just a COVID wunderkind. That's kind of how I call them, right? All these stocks that, or tech stocks that basically did really well last year and are not doing well this year. I mean, Square and PayPal go into this bucket. And the reason for Square is twofold. Remember, they have two ecosystems. One is the merchant acquiring ecosystem. They call it seller. That's where they compete with, you know, legacy names like Global Payments, FIS, Pfizer. In that business, they're actually gaining massive share. So 50%, for example, of their, uh, of their um, restaurant, Square for Restaurant sellers, we're new to Square now. So that's like a very, very strong affirmation of their share gaining. And on the cash app, even though growth is decelerating, remember, we're facing epic uh, last year stimulus. And if you actually take that stimulus effect out, the Square fundamentals are getting, or the cash app fundamentals are getting better and better. So huge adoption across the ecosystem, both ecosystems <clears throat> and numbers are moving up. So I think this one is a is is a structural winner, you know, uh, heading to become uh, one of the biggest neobanks uh, out there. So what's interesting is the top line revenue growth of 45 and a half percent roughly is pretty much about what they did a year ago. So I guess that in itself is almost kind of a, a good thing right now and that it shows it didn't get some insane quarantine style boost that it's just kind of steady as she goes. Yeah, absolutely. But the way we look at it here, and we look at the same thing for Visa and MasterCard, all the payment things, I like to look at it versus 19. So if you think about that seller ecosystem, the merchant acquiring arm, it's up 25% on a two-year CAGR, which means it's 25% above 2019 levels on a two-year CAGR, right? If you compare it to other names like Global Payments, they're only up low single digits, right? Three, 4% above 19, above 19 level. So, so that's 25, that's basically showing that there's a resilience in the business and it basically washes off the COVID concerns and it's actually accelerating beyond that. And that's kind of the show of the strength in the business and the cash app is just flying. So all you're seeing right now is just tough compares from stimulus in April and May last year. Uh, once you let those compares, that thing's gonna go up. Plus there's more products to come. Remember, uh, we asked Jack Dorsey yesterday on the call about the, uh, payday lending product, which is a very low APR, which are, which is in beta, uh, which is goes exactly into the kind of target market that, that they have, which, which a lot of people there need that stuff. Once they go from beta to actually releasing it, uh, their catch rate is very strong and we expect upside to the numbers as well. So very exciting stuff on Square. So for the cash app, walk me through where the majority of that revenue is coming from and how much uh, is tied to Bitcoin and how much is uh, from Square's overall numbers are also tied to Bitcoin because, I mean, they're getting some pretty big uh, uh, numbers coming in from the crypto space still. Yeah, right. And it's, by the way, for, for Square or for Cash App, it's just Bitcoin, right? So we actually specifically, uh, they commented on, on it yesterday. It's a separate topic, but it's not all of crypto. It's just Bitcoin. So obviously, a lot of the growth is coming from Bitcoin, but even excluding Bitcoin, the revenue growth is well over 100%. So, you know, for other names like, you know, Coinbase, for example, it's, it's all about trading crypto for Square. It's just one other product uh, out of many other products that they're doing. So it's, you know, instant deposit. It's, um, you know, it's boost. It's basically everything that they offer. It's the, it's the cash card, right, which I think that they accelerated the number of users. So that's basically where they earn interchange on the debit card. So there's increased adoption of these, like, different products and services 
um, that are outside of Bitcoin. I want to say one thing about Bitcoin. Square uses Bitcoin or Cash App uses Bitcoin more of as an engagement tool, right? So the people that actually trade Bitcoin, I suppose the same thing for PayPal, trade or do more things with the app, like fractional stock trading, et cetera, than the people that don't trade Bitcoin. So it's more of an engagement tool. It's not really a profit center for them. So, so that's kind of how the way to think about Bitcoin for Square. So the thing still that um, still kind of gives me uh, problems about this is when it's the engagement tool, these are still customers, though, who don't want their price of Bitcoin to go down. I mean, when we talk about $5 billion in revenue, and uh, from what I see, they attribute roughly about, th- what, $3.5 billion to, uh, uh, to Bitcoin revenue? That's what I uh, saw from the report I read. Is, is that an accurate number? No, no, it's not. It's, it's not accurate because they only make like a 2%, uh, roughly a 2% spread on the Bitcoin. So you, the way to think about it is basically like the gross profit, not the revenue. I think there was some mistake yesterday when the news hit and there was some there was some headlines that they missed numbers. That was totally wrong, right? So the way to look at it is on a gross profit basis mm-hmm. and you can look at a gross profit or gross profit X Bitcoin. So uh, Bitcoin is, is it's a big driver of gross revenue just because of the volumes. Mm-hmm. It's a much smaller driver than revenue. Got it. Okay, so, so, th- so that's yeah. on the bottom line, not problems. as big of an impact for that engagement. And, and we talked about this last time. How will we measure that going forward, Dan? How will we kind of measure? Okay, if we do see larger declines in cryptocurrency price and Bitcoin price, how the uh, engagement factor uh, will will change? I mean, obviously, I, I would think. Let's say Bitcoin is half of where it is a year from now, right? Not to freak any people out. Let's just go through the hypothetical to think about what it would mean for Square. How will we gauge to see what that engagement uh, uh, level changed or did not change? Right, that's a great question, Oliver. So there's two ways to think about it. You know, we also cover Coinbase, so kind of we have good reference on what's going on in the crypto world. I think the, the two ways to think about it is it all depends on, on crypto volatility or on Bitcoin volatility. So if Bitcoin goes down a lot, and we did some research around it, we did we did some some work around it that shows that if Bitcoin goes down or up, it doesn't really matter for Square because historically, when there's high volatility on the crypto side, it goes the same for Coinbase. Um, they make a lot of money on trading, right? So people trade in and out. The bigger issue here is if it goes down and there's what's, you know, a so-called crypto winter, and basically there's disinterest in the currency. So if that were to happen and there's disinterest in the currency, um, that's obviously not good news for the cash app because then a lot of the engagement is, is through Bitcoin. Um, but if you get into that scenario, there's other names who are more reliant on Bitcoin revenue that have bigger issues than, than mm. the Cash App. Remember, for, for Cash App, it's just one of many different products. Right? Okay. So, so I think that's the way to think about it. Um, it's a macro event. It's not a Cash App specific event. Okay.